Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Edge of Comfort podcast, where we explore the adventures, perspectives, and philosophies of world travelers. I am your host, Lee Thornquist, and thank you for listening. Today, we are joined by Philip Louie for round two. Philip was actually in episode 12 with Olaf. Uh, we were talking about work away and some things, but this time he's here to discuss healthy living in areas like eating, exercise, mentality, and spiritual, all kind of focused around traveling. Philip is traveling for about six months around Asia while on extended leave from the Canadian Army Reserves. He's been a part of the Canadian Army Reserves uh, since about 2012, so five years now. Um, But beyond the Army, Philip is one of the most focused people I've met in terms of fitness and a healthy lifestyle, especially in being a traveler and on the road for so long. Growing up, Philip played many different sports and always kind of considered himself as an athlete. Um, And so his identity as an athlete, which you'll hear him talk about what that means exactly, um, this was jeopardized after a tough playoff loss in football. This led him to focus on health being a way of life, and also led him to do some pretty extensive research and experimentation uh, with how to maintain and improve healthy living. This includes experimenting with things like fasting, ketosis, tai chi, and gymnastic strength training, among some other things. We do start by talking about his experience with the army, and then we get into good exercises for traveling. Uh, So after discussing these exercises, we move on to eating, and then end with the mental and spiritual side of health. Now, it's important to note that neither of us are experts in these areas we're talking about. You know, a lot of this is based on personal experience, things we've absorbed and read and learned about and experimented with. So don't take everything to necessarily be the almighty truth. Um, If you feel like something we're saying is totally off, totally wrong... You know, please let us know. We're open to learning more or being challenged. Just send whatever you want, more information or something we might be saying wrong to lee.t at edgeofcomfort.com. And so some of the explanations that we do discuss or uh, try to visualize for for you guys, it might be a bit difficult. Um, So if you want to see videos and other resources that help explain some of the things we do discuss, head to edgeofcomfort.com forward slash EOCP13. That's 1313. Um, and they'll be in there on the show notes. So thank you, Philip, for sharing and discussing for a second episode. Thank you for listening. And let's go. Good morning. What's all the commotion? Wow. Are banana fish big? Same, same, but different. If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? Welcome to the Edge of Comfort podcast with your host, Lee Thornquist. Welcome back to the show, Philip. Good to have you on here again. 
Nice to be back. Yeah, it was two episodes and a few good days. It's a good turnaround there. Um, so today we're going to be talking about health and fitness while traveling, along with some other random topics. But uh, before we get into that, I have a random question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. If you could bring any animal or creature back from extinction, which animal would you bring back? Uh, <laughs> I was expecting the one, the question where, what do you think you can knock out in a single punch? <laughs> you want to answer that one too? I still think like you, you won't even be able to knock out a dog. Seriously, you're not going to get a clean punch on a dog. But what the hell did I bring back from extinction? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what like what what's extinction to be honest. Maybe like an aurochs. Apparently they're like a big, like, kind of rhino kind of deal. An aurochs? Oryx. Oryx? Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Or it's know. like a giant ox. <laughs> okay. Why? What is... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's massive. Like, you never see something like that anymore. Like, let, let like just... an elephant? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Elephants are pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big ass bull, I think. Oh, okay. That would be terrifying. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like. You a mentioned bull. that thing. Are those like actually it. extinct? Yeah, those things are definitely extinct. Long time. Oh yeah, those horns are nasty. Yeah. This thing. Oh, that top left one. Oh this, gosh. This should fuck you up, fam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that. I'll have to link that in the show notes because <laughs> definitely never heard of that before. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but the the first question that we were referencing was, I asked yesterday, uh, taken from a random post on Reddit, actually, um, what's the largest size animal you think you could knock out with a single punch? So you think a dog? Yeah, I, I really don't think you're going to get a clean punch on a dog. Well, you have a clean, say you have a clean punch set up. You should probably, like, take out a lot of, like, something huge. Just get in right in the right spot. You could probably take out a cow. Like, maybe. Well, you'd probably break your hand first, but... Yeah, a cow's skull. Yeah, uh, I don't know. you punch it right in the throat. Oh, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> it's such a... Yeah, <laughs> you punch it in the throat or something? <laughs> well, if you have brass knuckles on... <laughs> yeah, like... No, okay. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's one that you, we might have to put to the test if animal cruelty wasn't a thing but yeah. we care about animals so we won't do that yes anyways let's get into some questions that people actually care to hear about <laughs> um so i know that you were in the canadian army for a few years so can you just kind of give a little bit of background on that and your decision to to do the army with, and just kind of what those years were like um, yeah, so I joined right outside of high school. Um, so like 18, I'm 23 now, five, did five years. So was that 2013, 2012? 2012, like just right at the end of 2012. Okay. But um, technically I'm still in. So like uh, I joined the reserves, so I'm like a part-time, part-time soldier where you essentially get to keep your civilian life, but you also serve um certain amount of time in a, like a month's period you may you're obligated to do 
maybe like one, two, three, four nights um, of like of like evening training in like your your uh, sort of home unit based within the city. So it's 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 essentially catered for civilians to um, help augment the the military, the regular forces. And you also go out and do, obligated to do one, ex one field exercise a month. And I mean, the time you put in ranges anywhere from that, that minimum obligation to like full-time, uh, as a full-time reservist, but you, you wouldn't be technically like regular force you'd still be on like a on a contract but it's signed for a significantly uh, short amount of time so like for reg force you would join sign like four or five years or something as a class b reservist or like even class c you're signing for like six months maybe like a year yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that for five years. I'm. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm still in. Yeah. I'm on extended leave, uh, so that's pretty pretty damn cool. Like um, how accommodating it is for uh, the the military is for um, civilians, because I mean, generally people that are joining the reserves have a career, right? They're either like a full time teacher, full time. Um, full-time like anything <laughs> and they put in um extra hours on top of that so like, you're doing a nine-to-five job that's 40 hours a week and then you come in you're also doing your part serving on the weekends on your time off so you're you're always going you're always going you're um you can get burnt out pretty damn quickly doing it just trying to balance your lifestyle like balance uh family balance work balance army or military right were you doing something else along with that or were you doing that pretty much full time um that was my main source of income okay yeah uh i don't know i did odd jobs on the side yeah i i never wanted never really wanted to join uh, the reg force just because I knew I knew life life um, you know when you're committed to like a five year contract five six years or whatever it's it's not it's it's really like taxing because you know you get posted out to the middle of nowhere in Canada mm -hmm. like Canada's massive right? yeah. so I mean you got like your little army town you know of, uh, some miles over kilometers over and then that's it <laughs> in between <laughs> yeah you have to take a plane somewhere <laughs> if you want to go uh travel really okay yeah. yeah so were you living on as a reserve were you living on base or anything or were you yeah you just show um, up when you're scheduled i guess what's that so do there be um There'd be little armories, I guess, uh, just in the city and outside the city as well. So you'd have um, like the your home unit, the one that you 
enlisted in the one that you join and then you would show up there when you're uh when you're when you're supposed to like um there are parade nights you show up for those parade nights and then you go back home um what's a parade night parade uh training night okay yeah. we just call them parade nights because like technically do a little parade every <laughs> <laughs> just like within the unit um yeah it's ah it's tough to describe army lingo or military lingo yeah yeah um i'll do my best but okay <laughs> <laughs> so what well first off what are the the ranks in the army because I actually don't know like the official order okay so um, enlisted like NCMs are non-commissioned members it's your private recruit so I mean you've, you're just doing basic training you're just getting your trades qualifications so I mean like you you could be uh, an, an infantier so you do your basic training and then you go on to, to battle school and get your your um your trades qualification as an infantier, then you would become a a one hook because you know you guys have the uh, like the upside down hooks. We have the, or I guess you guys have. I don't know. Ours is the uh, is one way. Yours is the other, right? Okay. So we call them chevrons. Uh, so you you get your one. You get your first chevron as a trained private. So there is private recruit, private trained, and then corporal. So your uh, two hooks, your two chevrons. And after that, um, you'd go on, maybe this would be, for the reg force, you'd be like maybe around seven, eight years in, you'd get your junior leadership uh, and to become a master corporal. So essentially you just get to, you get more responsibilities. Uh, you know, you have to take care of the junior ranks, the, jun the more junior uh, ranks. You're still technically a junior rank. And then from there, there's your senior uh, NCMs, which is you know your sergeant. So it's three hooks and a maple leaf. That that's that's what you'd see on our little uh, rank epaulet. And then you from there you get uh, your warrant warrant officer, which is a nice little crown, <laughs> or it's actually a big crown because uh, there's another rank that. Our major is um, a small crown, so that gets confusing sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you have your master warrant officer, and then your chief warrant officer. Like Those are your sergeant majors that, you know, it's like in charge of all the NCMs within, you know, the unit, right? And then you got, on the officer side, you have your officer cadet, and it's, it's funny because the... Um, the uh, the way it looks is like there's a little like diamond looking thing we call them pips and then there's like a like a, a stripe going through it <laughs> <laughs> so the officer ranks there go pips right you get one pip as a two LT a second lieutenant uh, two pips as a as an LT but then as an officer cadet you get the pip but like a cross like a stripe going through it being like you're not an officer yeah uh, <laughs> it's funny okay so you got your officer cadet you got your your second lieutenant your lieutenant um and then you get a pip oh sorry and then you get three pips which is a captain 
one pip and a crown, baby crown, is a major, and then. Oh man, <laughs> see, I, I don't even know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, is each unit and like or squadron that you're in are they very different from each other depending on who's your like ranking officer, or They're, is it all very structured from the top down? as I imagine military usually is, or is it each, um, whoever's in charge of the lower rank, people have some flexibility with how they run things? Mm, it's generally, like, from the top down, you know. He has his intent and then passes it down and then passes down to subordinates and the subordinates take it and, and disseminates that down and then it kind of gets pushed all the way down to, like, the lowest junior uh, leader, I guess, to make it happen, and then uh, the pieces kind of get put together, and then I don't know. You kind of see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the daily daily schedule for you guys? Were you, or I guess maybe in, during a week? So you'd have four times during a week where you had to be there. You said. No, four times a month, man. Oh, it was only four times a month. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. like we're talking um, the the minimum you could uh, you can um, serve before you're like I guess essentially kicked out because you're not you know fulfilling your obligations. But yeah, it's like once a week, and then there's like a monthly field exercise. Okay. Yeah. So and those weekly things you'd be doing um your your trade you'd be doing some like refreshers on theory or like on the equipment maintenance on the equipment um prepping for exercises because there's always a like in my trade as a a signaler i'm a lineman like as my sub trade but like for us we're communications we're um a command support trade so that means there's always a need for communications for comms in any any unit you go to right so like the inf infantry needs some comms uh engineers the artillery they all need comms so like we deploy as just like a little debt to go support them uh so we'd be we'd be prepping vehicles prepping equipment to send out uh, a debt debt's usually like three guys and to provide communications communication support for like um, commanders to track movement track battle track logistics and like give commands or whatnot to you know the troops on the ground, I suppose, is how I describe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so, what were the typical f um, field exercises like? Were you doing a lot of physical activity or drills or? Um, You're smiling a lot at this question. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, this is. I feel like I'm. 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 Uh, Walking on thin ice here. Is this confidential? Come no, on. it's not confidential. It's just, just like 
to be truly honest, we, we don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we set up shop, we um, make sure, you know, we're, we're relaying, we're, um, we have all of our equipment set up in order to provide communications. And after that, you kind of sit back and go into chill mode and just monitor the means. Mm, okay. <laughs> you don't, Got it. You don't really do much. Okay. Yeah. So where did your uh, deep interest and commitment to health and because around here you're always doing something with food in a good way, not like just eating, but you're always trying to create something healthy or getting these oils shipped in from neighboring <laughs> towns or doing some sort of workout on the roof. So where did this deep interest and... Uh, and yeah, lifestyle, health type lifestyle come from. Hmm. Um, it's hard to say. Um, like all my all my heroes, they're all athletes, right? So like Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, right? Um, and a few other people. But I guess like just seeing seeing them and seeing like their their peak physical performance and shape and physique is just like it's baffling it's like wow I like sure it puts me to shame but like like it inspires me to you know step up my game and like like the, these guys are superhumans to me right like I want to be superhuman that sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty cool like you you saw you see how Bruce, how fast Bruce Lee is or how fast uh, Mike Tyson is and you know you just wanna for me I, I just wanna like like find what it was that made them you know what made them them and then you know implement that and then just kind of like take in all these little um, things that I um, that I that I like about people, or that I like, that kind of um, the different attributes of different people, or like um, characteristics, mm. physical. No, just sure. Yeah, like there maybe their their mindsets and their their determinations or their resolve to become what they became, mm, okay. and. Uh, just kind of emulate that and that's on the fitness side but then also like learning about nutrition I, I real like I realize how important nutrition is too like I like younger I used to think you know what just eat like shit but work out <laughs> harder <laughs> right but no 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 now I'm on totally on the side of nutrition where it's like nutrition is so important that it allows you to perform so much better and achieve like such a high physical um, performance, I suppose. Did two questions off that, I guess. When did you, because your uh, idols you mentioned are all a bit older, so were these people you watched as a kid, or did you start looking at their stuff later on and? I guess when did your um, 
desire to take some of their commitments and and kind of their physicality where when did that start kind of playing into your life beyond just like oh that'd be fun to do to like okay I'm gonna start trying to really hone my own skills I've always been in sports like ever since I was four years old I was playing baseball okay I mean I sucked ass at baseball man <laughs> <laughs> I hated it I played six years of like like minor peewee league baseball <laughs> Yeah, uh, but then I got into, fuck, I played a bunch of sports, I played like basketball, a little bit of soccer, and then uh, did some wrestling in high school, and then track and field, and then football. Football is so fun. American football? Yeah, American okay. football. And um, I think just doing all those sports, I'd kind of find like an athlete in that sport I'd really admired and then I would um, I guess I would kind of study them a bit research them but then I noticed all the ones that I really like looked up to were like martial artists <laughs> or fighters <laughs> and then I uh, maybe because, because I've never I never did like um, a martial art as a kid I only really picked it up like last year and um, those guys, they, they, I think they're like, they're all really every, everyone in their own sport are great athletes. But like to me, those guys are like, like the truest athletes and gymnasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still believe like gymnasts, fighters, and dancers are like the fittest people on the planet. Like just probably because of um. The command they have of their own body and uh, like you don't have to be like as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger in order to do a, a freaking front lever or like a human flag or <laughs> like those are like incredible like, human feats physical feats what was the question <laughs> when, <laughs> when did your oh yeah um, when did you start trying to implement some of these things. Oh but shit! Uh, I'd say 2015, beginning of 2015, end of 2014. Okay. Like where I really, really went for it. Uh, was that in a specific sport, or just with any type of physical thing you were doing? Um, this was this was after high school, so I wasn't doing any like organized sports. I was actually still playing football, but it was like a beer league. <laughs> really football. It was it was embarrassing because no one took it seriously and everyone like at that age like you're out of high school you're uh, you're working or you're in school and then you go to a, like beer league football and, yeah yeah people don't really it's not very yeah, serious or don't come out to practice and like there's seven people at practice and it, it's you, you can't get anything out of it but 2014 the end of 2014. I'd say is when I really decided to dive into like just overall health. Uh, I mean, that that's like both nutrition, fitness, like mental health, like but meditation and like even like sleep. Um, I never, yeah, I never, I was really like naive about it before then. <laughs> Yeah, and then 
I discovered Jack Le- Jack Lalanne, the Wait. I call him OG Superman. Jack Lalanne. Lalanne. Jack Lalanne. So okay. th- this dude is um, he's like, you know the jumping Jack? Mm-hmm. That's named after him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he I think he built the mo- like the modern kind of uh gym you you see now in all over like the states or in like like the fitness world like yeah he like he's he's the one that really pushed health health and wellness uh at that stage at that that at that time that was like in the 50s 50s or probably like the 50s actually i think he was born in like 1930 yeah and sadly he died uh like 2010 or something maybe 2009 uh, but yeah he, he's he's definitely my hero just because uh, he was really sickly as a kid and he said he um, changed his life after going to this seminar about like health and uh, wellness and fitness and like the next summer he was he went from like this like very sickly, pimply kid, like scrawny kid, to like, like he got some muscle. He got healthy. He like, like he wasn't, he wasn't like ill anymore. And like it just like goes to show how important um, health health is in our our lives. Like we we neglect it so much, and like it's it should really be like the number one priority in our life. Um, he said. I think he said, um, fitness is king, nutrition or diet is queen, put them together and you have a kingdom. <laughs> so yeah, that's a pretty, pretty cool thing to um, keep in mind. You mentioned a lot of aspects that I know we're going to talk about. Um, obviously eating, the actual exercise that you're doing, sleep, mental part, spiritual meditation, all that stuff. I want to touch on like most of those, but... Yeah, we're going to have a long ass podcast, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so why is it that, not that it's so hard, but why do we ignore, I mean, this is obviously maybe based on the individual, but why is it that so many people ignore health in areas of their life? You know, they'll focus on their career so hard, uh, and but health is sometimes pushed to the side, or it's oh, I'm, I'll do this, and then you do it really well for a month, and then suddenly you burn out or stop going. And why do you think that happens so often in our society? And, and what are some ways, whether it's a mental shift or just to focus on that more and do it consistently, if there are any, if it's... An, I think it's just, like, your priorities, really. Like, um, I was lucky enough to grow up doing sports and then also joining the army so then I had to be fit I had to be in relative shape <laughs> be able to do like really odd tasks like like march with a like a 50 pound bag or something or something that size maybe even bigger larger uh, on my back for quite a few uh, miles <laughs> um, sleep in some really shitty conditions that's that's why which you've continued doing yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> outside of the army yeah that's why I'm not really too concerned about 
sleeping on the streets and like ah I've I've been in worse yeah. <laughs> been in way worse um, but I, I think it's just yeah your priorities really because I I've definitely made health like the number one priority and then health and travel because <laughs> while I'm here traveling it's so hard to eat healthy man in fact I always I always go out and get a damn ice cream cone or uh, like pineapple bun <laughs> so like, it's definitely hard but I think as long as you, you're kind of honest with yourself and you know what you want down the road like I, I don't want to be fat <laughs> uh, at any stage of my life but um, especially like later on I don't want to be like falling apart I don't want to be broken and like aching and all my joints I probably will because of um, maybe just the stress I put on my my body from exercise but now that we're kind of doing things a lot now that we know so much more now that I know so much more about nutrition and everything I can hopefully mitigate that and live like as long as Jack Lane did <laughs> like, he died like 96 just under 100 <laughs> Was he, he was probably pretty fit at that point too for a yeah, and ninety he, year old. He did gymnastics like um there's there's photos of him at Muscle Beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you should look that up, yeah. Like yeah. um I think he set he set a record for most push ups or pull ups at a certain time and he did it on on live T V. Uh he oh fuck. God I'm going to talk a lot about Jack Lane. <laughs> I think he um, he swam the length of the Golden Gate Bridge underwater with like a hundred pounds of like like um, respiratory equipment, like you know oxygen tank and everything. But without the oxygen. Huh? Wait. No, he did it underwater, but like he had a hundred pounds of like. Oh, I don't know, but <laughs> I guess like it, it's not as impressive because it's not that uh, you don't weigh that much in water, but. He, he did handcuff too. So wait, he swam the length of the Golden Gate Bridge underwater. Yeah. With or without oxygen? With oxygen. With oxygen. Yeah, there's a handcuff. Yeah, handcuff. So wait, if he. What's. I mean. How's he kicking and how's he swimming? I don't yeah. know. This guy's badass. Um, what's the point of doing that if you have oxygen? Because, I mean, you still have to stay afloat or buoyant. Know. You don't just sink to the bottom? Um, I don't know. When I heard it, it sounded so much cooler. <laughs> when I read it, his <laughs> photos of him doing that, I'm like, damn, that's okay, cool. We'll um, need to look that up. He also, I, I think he he pulled, like, 70 boats. They, like, um, swimming. There's, like, a person in every boat. Maybe not 70, but, like, a, a shit ton of boats. Like, little rowboats. Is, they're all linked together, and he just, like, has a rope in his teeth. and. <laughs> fucking freestyle it or like <laughs> so he's just a athletic freak he's a beast and he wasn't before that's was that's what's amazing like he like it's not just genetics like he <laughs> he found a way and built himself up to it that's why it's like anyone can do this any like anybody anybody so it sounds like just based on these looking at you and looking at him just kind of comparisons is the outlook you have on it is a lifetime thing. It's not... It's a lifestyle. It's, yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's something that 
I'm going to be focusing on this until the day I die. It's not like, oh, I'm going to try to get fit this season for the beach, you know, cutting season, or maybe you do have, like, uh, cycles with how you work out, but it's not a short-term thing. It's, this is a life, Yeah, this this is is a lifetime type thing. Yeah, this is my life. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, I guess, because then you aren't worried about, oh, this, I didn't get these results this month. You know, you're looking at such long-term results because... Yeah, yeah, then I was telling you earlier, like, that's why I'm so drawn to gymnastics, like, gymnastic strength training, because, um, like, the way it was described, it's like, this is a lifetime thing, like, to get to achieve, like, that front lever or that straddle planche, like, these are crazy, like, uh, calisthenic movements, it'll take you years, <laughs> years, and you gotta be committed to those years of, um, just solid consistent effort and or even doing like a middle splits or something like I'm extremely proud to say I I'm like like so fucking close to a middle splits <laughs> and like I was I was like broken before then like my back was hurting so much like I couldn't I couldn't do most of the exercises in the routine I had and then over time like maybe two months three months like slowly just kind of like my my like tendons and my joints kind of like shifted and they fixed themselves and then that's been this whole process for the last i don't know how long i've been doing now a year and maybe a few months like 15 months or something so like gymnastics is 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 something i'd suggest to everyone yeah gymnastic strength training not like the hardcore freaking Iron Cross or <laughs> stuff you see in the Olympics. That's nuts. That's that's elite level. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, okay, so let's get into a little bit of exercises while traveling because for traveling, I guess for the purpose of this conversation, we'll, we'll keep it at traveling for a little bit longer than l- longer term, meaning three, four weeks and more at a point where, you know, you want to, keep a good routine going because if you're doing a week or two of traveling you know i understand maybe you're going to take some time off or you're you know you're going to focus on other things for uh for working out but so for the purpose of these exercises and and uh working out while traveling let's keep it a little bit longer term um but i guess yeah so what is your what type of workouts are you trying to do when you're traveling and what sort of exercises can you do you know you don't have access to weights really or state-of-the-art gyms like you might back in this city or your home base so what sort of exercises are you trying to focus on just the bread and butter push-ups and pull-ups sit-ups and squats like um uh there's a a dude named pavel satsulin that coined the term grease the groove so like essentially you're you're just going to be doing like let's just take push-ups for example you you you're not going to do like a push-up workout but like throughout the day you're going to be doing push-ups all day maybe do a set of like 25 push-ups all right and then you just kind of hang out and then go out throughout your day and then do another 25 push-ups and then do do that throughout the whole day and then maybe you want to like you have a a quota you want to reach for that day maybe it's 300 push-ups do that I don't know, 300 divided by 25 is like 12 sets or something. 
think. <laughs> Sounds don't, like 12. Don't, don't check the math. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, you just, like, I don't know. Let's say you do it with every 20 minutes. I don't know, 12 times 20. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take you maybe, maybe four hours to do 300 push-ups. And you just kind of, and you don't even notice it. Like, you can get easy, simple results by doing very simple stuff. Like these, like you can implement very simple tricks and um, prevent yourself from wasting away and atrophying. Like you atrophy, like you, your muscle will atrophy in as little as two weeks or something. And um, just maintaining anything, <laughs> really. Uh, I would like, uh, and I'm saying just anything as in your whole entire body. Like you want to be focusing on like a lot of compound movements um, just so you can you know you can hit all those spots that you're you can't just like spend three hours in a gym doing every day or every other day I mean you need to find the stuff that gives you the biggest bang for your buck so like a pull-up pull-ups amazing <laughs> Like, that's the one thing, like, you need to find a pull-up bar, but, like, if you're walking around and you see a park and there's a bar, you stay there for, like, an hour. Or if you have that amount of time, you just stay yeah. there, just do some damn pull-ups. Or you can do push-ups anywhere. It's kind of socially awkward if you're doing it in public. You just drop down to some push-ups. But, um, like, in the mornings, if you... Everyone has 30 minutes. Everyone has an hour in the morning when you wake up. And if not, wake up 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> do do something light. Um, focus on a lot of mobility work, right? So stuff for your hips, stuff for your, for your maybe your knees and your ankles, like those joints that really get stiff from walking around 10 hours a day while you're traveling like trying to see the sights uh you'll you'll definitely they'll definitely thank you for it because yeah you're 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 doing 30 minutes of work on them you're gonna be tired but you're gonna feel so much better at the end of the day because you've actually like limbered up so like for traveling you just want to just kind of want to do the basic basic um basic stuff limber up and uh yeah you don't have to go crazy on your routine i mean if you if you're a martial artist like if you do muay thai or boxing you can shadow box like i was shadow boxing this morning <laughs> just for like five minutes just while um after a run oh you can run Fuck. yeah right <laughs> i didn't even think of that <laughs> if you have if you have boots or something uh you brought the wrong footwear <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just go. F you can go for a run. You can go for like a twenty-minute jog. Um, really, there's lots of stuff you can do. So, for someone like yourself and and myself who we're traveling for a really long a time. really long time, six months and more. You know, there's a difference between maintaining your health and improving to a certain extent. So, like for myself, I'm pretty skinny and a little bit scrawny so if I'm trying to build strength or if I'm trying to really improve 
muscle mass is is that possible to really do with calisthenics and body weight for six months or more or or do you really have to get creative and try to get some weights for that or just know that you can only reach a certain point um you can definitely get jacked from from calisthenics but you you have to put a lot of extra time and effort into it so i mean you're gonna have to do a lot of extra reps (laughs) um but i think if you can find weights get the weights because you're not gonna you're not gonna have the luxury of going to a gym. Oh, I mean, maybe you do. <laughs> if you're in a hotel, yeah, you can go to a gym. But like, like for us, if I'm passing by a gym, I'll look in there. If it's cheap, <laughs> I'm gonna do a <laughs> workout, pass, yeah. and I'm going to I'm gonna maximize my time on those weights and just uh, just do do some stuff that I feel like I've been lacking. So like for me, I've my, my biceps are pins, so <laughs> I, I make an effort to do some, some bicep curls. Uh, um, also, maybe some, some heavy, heavy lifting, heavy squats, and some deadlifts, just because you're not going to find those weights again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, you, if, you find, if you're walking around, you find a park, you see that pull-up bar, you make the most of it. So I guess that's one thing you can do to get to improve your health. I mean, anything you do more than nothing will improve. If you if you're just if you have a routine already that you do back home, you can just tweak it and tweak it to to the environment and the the equipment you have with you, and um, just. I guess do some a little research and find some exercises that's going to hit a lot of points for that one exercise. Um, a good ones like the J curl, like I showed you this morning. That thing's that thing is um, Coach Somers. Uh, he's the founder of Gymnastic Bodies. He's on Tim Ferriss' uh, show. Uh, that's like one of his um, his uh, like prerequisites or or what he uses to screen all his clients first like what's your what's your mobility like because mobility is a demonstration of strength at the end reaches of your range of motion so I mean, you can be flexible as hell but like if you can't if you can't um, do like a certain movement at that that you know that range of motion where you're demonstrating nice flexibility then you're gonna you can you can improve strength right right then and there just by doing exercises where you can uh, reach those end ranges yeah so mobility is a really good area you can focus on while traveling too you think Especially yeah, because it doesn't require. I think mobility is probably equipment. the best thing you could do because, like, no one wants to wake up with sore joints, with like a bad knee or a bad back. Um, you just like limbering up is so, it's so, um, it's so nice. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just feel so, you just feel so loose and you feel so kind of um just good afterwards it just so is that 
he's limbering up is that just doing stretches or doing like some yoga stuff or doing these like movements with the shoulders and all these kind of a little bit more complex mobility things or what do you i guess what do you mean by oh yeah I, uh, limbering up? um yeah it can be it can range from a whole bunch of things so like yoga uh that's a good way of limbering up um do you do yoga i don't i okay. do gi- that's why i do gymnastics okay <laughs> yeah it's People always ask me, like, oh, you doing yoga? I'm like, no. <laughs> We're getting strong here. <laughs> but um, yoga is something I never got into. Have you tried it? I'm, I did it in high school. Like, they had, like, a yoga teacher come in and do, like, three classes. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But I could never get into it. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. tried it. Yeah. It's big in, uh, I think it's big around the world for sure, but it's a, in a lot of places in Asia, too. At least in Southeast Asia. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's... I think with any exercise, you can get... Yeah, like um, my morning get, routine. I limber up with Tai Chi. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Tai Chi. Oh, what, shit. <laughs> or maybe we'll, we'll oh, bring shit. that back in a little bit. But um, yeah, so we were on limbering up. So yeah, I guess what... So not yoga, if you're not doing that. But obviously, I think yoga is easy to do while traveling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you are, I guess. Or if they have mats. You don't even need a mat, really. I mean, upstairs on our rooftop, it's cement, so it kind of... <laughs> it's nice to have a mat, but I mean, if you have this, this floor, it's hard, but you, know, you, can, you can get the job done on this floor. I mean, the mat is... The mat's like a centimeter thick <laughs> anyways. Like, you're not getting any padding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so limbering up, are you doing... Loosening up, like, our joints, loosening up our muscles. So um, I'm probably going to get up and do a bunch of exercises. You're going to have to try to describe it. <laughs> oh, gosh. So This will be so, fun. So, um, like, I'll focus on my upper body and then my lower body. So something I love to do for every warm-up or just the, the arm circles the windmills right but then I'm very kind of strict on my windmills or I, I lock out my elbows so that way I can focus solely on my shoulders you know you see people kind of so like wave their freaking arms doing and bend, arm circles do the arm circles. circles and bend their elbows and you're really not doing anything okay like if you're if you're focusing on on really loosening up your entire body like your shoulders are so crucial because like like your back and your your shoulders they all work together uh so that's why we focus on 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 that range of motion with the shoulders so i'm doing small windmills forward and then i'm locking up my my elbows and i'm retracting my shoulders actually while i'm while i'm uh, doing my small arm circles just because i feel like it's kind of hard to go through the full four positions. So what are the four shoulder positions? All right, so there's, oh, man. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to visualize this. <laughs> but Just all right, work, so work with hold, us. So work I'm holding my, my, my arms um, out in front of me, kind of like I'm riding a bicycle or a motorcycle. And I'm... Uh, you're pushing your shoulders forward like you're trying to punch with both arms. Yeah, yeah, like and I'm kind curving of like, the back. I'm kind of like concaving, hollowing out my uh, my my torso. So 
if you if you're able to see it, you you won't see my um, my scapula, my shoulder blades. They don't really poke out, and they won't wing like that. That's that usually happens when you're retracting. So you're pushing your back like out, essentially, like like your your middle back, like the the rhomboid. They're they're really protruding out. That's that. This is protraction, and it's extremely tiring. And the shitty thing is, you do it for everything. Like you're supposed to do it for everything. <laughs> so you get really strong shoulders and really big shoulders from from uh, from this. Uh, so we're we're out forward, and if we take our hands up above our head, we're and we kind of shrug our shoulders. We're in elevation, so we have elevation. So raise your shoulders and hands above your head. So you see this? And then I kind of shrug. Okay. We're in elevation now. Okay. Now I'm going to drop my hands forward and just kind of keep it, think of it keeping it elevated as you come down in front of you. Okay. And you, you can kind of already feel your your mid-back already pushing out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're in protraction. And now we come down and you kind of just push your shoulders down. It's, it almost feels like nothing. <laughs> but it... This is depression, and it, you use it for, um, yeah, you use it when you're you're doing some planche leans or some, for your planche progressions. Uh, planche is, is like, you, you can Google it, but I'll describe I'll put it, it in as, show notes as like doing a push-up without your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a really insane lean all over your over your hands so you really use those shoulders and you that's when you use depression and protraction at the same time so you can kind of you actually go into two different kind of positions at the same time so that's depression and then retraction is pretty simple like when you're doing a uh, back row back row or what's that what's that machine called back row back row <laughs> machine yeah, well, yeah. I, I, so, I don't go to the gym guys so like <laughs> yeah, shoulders you're like pinching your shoulder blades behind your back, pretty much. Yeah, and you don't. You don't not want pinch, but yeah, yeah. You also don't want your scapula, your shoulder blades, to be pushing out, like protruding. You don't. You don't want them to wing because that's that's bad news bears for you uh, when you're retracting. Or huh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. So we're here. This is retraction. Uh, I have my shoulder blades back. Um, this is really hard to describe. Yeah. I'm like I'm like trying to fiddle with it while doing it, uh, while trying to describe it. Okay, but so let's so what <laughs> is the purpose of each of these uh, motions? Like, are you doing these different um, forms of your shoulders for different exercises, or like yeah, what, you why do you why is knowing these four forms even important? Because you have to make sure you're in like a proper stable position uh the best example is the plank um uh plank um you'll see or even a push-up you'll see people when they're doing push-ups like you actually kind of want to protract your shoulders so you're you're hollowing out your body but then you, you see people collapse and their their shoulder blades are retracted now and now you have no real power no um, real base to um, keep your body in line and also like 
from putting stress in certain places. And now that that now that concept of creating like stability within your body goes down the chain to like your spine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's your pelvis, where which we call posterior pelvic tilt. You kind of oh my god, this could be so fucking hard to describe. <laughs> <laughs> it might. So, I mean, if you flex your glutes while standing, it kind of already goes in naturally into PPT. Pelvic, pus. Posterior pelvic tilt. Posterior. <laughs> well, we'll show notes it, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, and then if you do the other way, where you kind of like arch your, your lower back into extension, where you kind of do like a seal pose or cobra pose in yoga, um, that's essentially P- APT, anteriorly tilting your, your pelvis, so a anterior pelvic tilt. Um, this is what people do when they do a plank, and you're not engaging any, any muscles to support your spine. So your spine is just hanging there, and it's incredibly damaging. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's bad shit. Um, I don't recommend people to do planks if they have like a very weak core to begin with because then they're gonna slack and then collapse just put all the pressure on their spine spine. in all the wrong way yeah yeah so then i mean it looks like i'm humping the ground almost (laughs) it looks like like a downward dog pose i think right upward dog i don't freaking know (laughs) oh that's another that's another term upward dog okay Yeah, yeah all right so Anyways, now we, we kind of want to be in like PPT while we're even while we're doing a plank or a push-up. So now my, my shoulders are protracted. Sorry, can you hear? I don't think so. So my shoulders are protracted. And now my, my pelvis is tilted. And f- even at this stage, like I can feel my core all the way down to like the very bottom, like where my, where it activate, where it connects to my groin, I can already feel that engaged and I'm super stable. The only thing is that it's tiring because you're using so much more muscle, so much more um, of your body. But uh, if you want to get strong, if you want to get fit, you want to get healthy, do it, do it right to begin with. So it's essentially making sure that your form is spot on mm-hmm. because the form and how you do any exercise probably the most important aspect yeah would you say i just listened to um uh the the podcast the episode with terry lachlan tim ferris and terry lachlan yeah yeah uh the founder of total immersion swimming so that's, that's oh also, yeah that's also really cool like that that dude's pretty damn cool for uh finding like a, a, an efficient and like proper way of swimming um, he was saying how, or he was, he was quoting someone he, he worked with and he was saying like, um, I'm paraphrasing. I'm also barely remembering it. <laughs> uh, how conditioning is a byproduct of, of like good form. So like it happens as you work on, you know, your technique and your form like it'll come just focus on the key aspects which is your form your technique 
uh, and that applies to you know, like pretty much anything, I guess. Focus on the fundamentals. Fundamentals, the, yeah. Okay, so um, since this is probably a bit hard to visualize as the listener right now, what is there a good video or? description or something we can link in the show notes to if they want to click on this and kind of see a good representation or quick tidbit on how you can practice it or what these different forms actually look like and in what ways you want to be using them um yeah i can definitely uh um give you stuff i have i have one for shoulder mobility and scat positions already okay um for for like for stuff like um, PPT or APT, like you, you you go to YouTube, you find the first video, and it'll describe it to you right off the bat. Yeah, you, okay. YouTube is great as well. Fucking for workout stuff. Oh, uh, just learning. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I I taught myself a lot of stuff just off of YouTube, <laughs> like how to how to do a power clean. Like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't afford a coach. Just watch YouTube. <laughs> True. At least gives you the basics. And, but then it really is up to you to, the hardest part about that is then taking that and doing it yourself and understanding if you're actually doing it correctly. Like it's almost, you might honestly want to film yourself doing those exercises, mm-hmm. especially one like a power clean where there's so much movement and so much little, like, okay, your hips need to be here, your knees need to be yeah. this bent or this straight. So it's very hard to watch all of that while you're doing it for the first time. So maybe, honestly, videotaping yourself doing that just to compare it and be like, okay, no, my yeah. knees are actually not in good form, yeah, even though it some, might feel like it. Get some real feedback, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you carry anything in your bag for exercising? Hell yeah. <laughs> My go-to is a skip rope. So, I mean, like... A jump rope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A jump rope. Um, like, I used to hate... I still hate running, by the way. But <laughs> I used to never run because, like, ah, it was so painful. I My knees would hurt and my ankles would hurt and everything hurt. Fuck. Um, and I would just do it anyways. But I, I never really, like did a lot of running because of that and i think it's because it's kind of it's kind of a catch-22 like you have to do it in order to build some adaptations in order to kind of endure running but the thing is like it's fucking painful after you finish running so like you don't do it (laughs) shit so um yeah you can use a skip rope as a substitute for um running um, skip, skip, skipping is awesome. Uh, if you're not good at skipping, practice. <laughs> I've never heard it called skipping. What do you or call skip it? rope? You call it jumping? Jump rope. It's maybe jump rope, but like, what about when you actually start jumping? Jump roping. What? <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. Roping. Okay, oh, so skipping rude. is same as jump roping. Yeah, jump and then rope. you can okay. buy a, a cheap freaking like $5 one, like any fitness store, bring it with you. And then if you're doing on cement, it's eventually going to wear out and like melt in half. Throw it out, get another one. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. Uh, what's really nice about that, if you don't, like you can use it for so many things too. It's, you can use it as like a sort of, um, 
an improvised bar dowel to do shoulder extensions so you kind of like ah this is so fucking hard (laughs) did dislocate do dislocates i don't know if anyone knows what dislocates are but essentially you're taking like let's say um a stick in your hand and you're going from in front of you you're not you're locking out your elbows so essentially your shoulders just kind of roll back and then the bar there the stick ends up behind you oh so more shoulder stuff yeah yeah, yeah. so it doesn't allow you to move your hands like way way down low no you have to keep your hands in the same position and try to roll them from in front of you to behind Mm -hmm. to behind your back that's that's an amazing thing um the only thing is you can't really travel with that like if you find one but you're saying the jump rope could be a good substitute for that yeah okay yeah all right so you've got a jump rope Anything else you carry with? I have a resistance band, so, um, I mean, you can also use that just to kind of just pull apart with your hands. You can go in different directions and everything. Just build some, some, like, simple strength just by pulling a band apart. And you can also wrap them around your, wrap them around your legs. So you kind of, like, just... Slip him, slip him on your legs, and you can kind of just take steps where it, where um, it stretches, and then you you cut, you resist, like resistant lunges. Yeah, essentially, okay. or just like like sidestepping. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are actually really painful sometimes. Yeah, it's it was freaking tiring today. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh my god. Okay. It's not fun, uh, and I think the best thing I have is a lacrosse ball really legit like rolling oh god that's another way to limber up and also to um to knead out all those little aches and pains at the end of the day uh rolling is awesome you just you can roll out your foot you can roll out your calf you can roll out essentially any part of your body and it's just kind of like gets rid of these knots that that are nice and tight in your body and like I don't know I just I just kind of use it very inconsistently but you you should do it every day for a month if you're having aches in let's say your back like I I suffered from like chronic back spasms just in my upper back here okay uh, and what I did was for a month straight, I rolled my back out <laughs> every day for like an hour. Just on a lacrosse ball? On a lacrosse ball. It, it only took like 10 minutes, but then I would kind of go overboard and like, okay, I roll out my lower back. I roll out my, I roll out my whole body. It take, take forever. But yeah, you can just focus. Well, no, you don't just focus on the one point. You focus like on the hot spot and then downstream and then upstream because then your whole body kind of works in like a single system. So like if you're if your hips hurting, it could possibly be your knee that's causing a problem or your ankle or like like your hamstring. You you never know. How do you is there a way to pinpoint that or you just have to kind of do it all and hope that you hit the right part? I think maybe just doing like a really c- comprehensive just movement uh, 
routine test, I guess, just to see what what feels tight, what feels like it's it's there's an imbalance from the other side. So that's a really good thing about gymnastics. It it pinpoints and brings to light your deficiencies, your imbalances, and like like hot spots, pain like pain in certain spots that like you just you just you've had your whole life and it's it's really good uh at eventually um remedying it because i had a really bad shoulder from football um and it was probably like six years just like really bad mobility it would crack all the time it still cracks yeah i can hear that yeah (laughs) anyway um but like I couldn't really use it all that well, and then I started doing like I was so committed when I, when I heard about gymnastics and like when I heard Coach Somers talk, like like I was sold, <laughs> like right there. And um, so, I, I really came a long way in these last fifteen months or so with my shoulder, with my lower back, and my hips. It's 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 amazing. Like I. I 100% believe in like gymnastic strength training. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if someone is interested in learning more about that, or wh- where's a good place to start with that? Um. I mean, there's his there's his company, uh, Gymnastic Bodies. the The courses are rather expensive though. Uh, but. It, it it's comprehensive. Like there's a foundations course that built that's focused on there's seven foundational uh, movements. Like the end progression for all of them are are pretty intense. So like one of them's a front lever, right? Front lever. You're essentially taking your yourself on a pull up bar and pulling yourself the straight arm parallel to the ground so your your body is is like <laughs> it's like this like parallel to the ground and you're holding yourself on the bar okay it's it's impressive but um so it, it takes you from like like beginner beginner and is this will take years but you you a lot of it's focused on your core so do you know how much the total of that course costs? The foundations course? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but the one you should get is probably the, f- like, there. there's a bunch of courses. There's, like, a foundations course uh, that has seven extra, seven movements to, f- to build up to, which is great, because then you have a mat, like, that's where you get most of your content. Um... The stretch course is awesome because you you build up to a front split, middle split, and a thoracic bridge. There's like a handstand course. There's like a movement course. There's like a nutrition course. I actually never got the nutrition course. I should. <laughs> but the ba- best bang for your buck is probably the foundations, and then next would be the stretch. You don't know how much one of those costs? No, I don't remember. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But altogether, it'd be it'd be fairly expensive. Okay. Like. A grand, or cheaper? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> For all of them, there's there's quite a few. But um, let's just I don't know throw a number maybe like hundred bucks. Invest in a hundred. Invest a hundred bucks in gymnastic bodies. Buy the foundations course. 
That's yeah. the price of two months of a gym membership. Yeah, and one. <laughs> and what's awesome is that you don't need much equipment. There, there are a um, few exercises in there where you need equipment, but maybe you just kind of either go out and buy it or um, figure a way around it and just do another exercise similar. So if, if someone doesn't want to... If, fork out the cash? Yeah, or if they're like, you know, maybe maybe it's something that I could like, but I kind of want to experiment a little bit before I drop $100 on this different method that I've never done. YouTube. YouTube? YouTube and a lot of hours. Just <laughs> YouTube gymnastics strength training? Or? Yeah, yeah, you just gymnastics strength training. You're going to have, like, you're going to have so many different, um, like, channels. Um it's you you can find like a good gymnastic channel like uh there's some like actual gymnasts that make one make make uh videos are there any that you f go to frequently or just whatever um i actually haven't looked lately uh there's one olympian i think he kind of makes um like funny vids or whatever <laughs> uh but they they also monetize their their they, they've made a course as well and they monetized it okay. so i mean if you want to get into it you're gonna have to probably pay <laughs> a little bit yeah, a little bit of money okay hmm. well it sounds interesting and i know um i do remember reading something from coach Sommer, or maybe i'll listen to that podcast episode too but yeah it is it is very interesting i mean the fact that you're ailments and problems you've had for six years are now they're not gone but not like gone they're but they're they're miles apart like miles better yeah like, yeah yeah but definitely so, have to be consistent with that for yeah. sure it's with any sort of fitness <laughs> yeah that, that's the whole thing like it applied to me especially because like it's a life it's a lifestyle now it's like this is my go-to thing. <laughs> what do I do when I need to work out? Oh, oh we'll just do some straddle plunge stuff. I'm like, oh, it sucks, but like, it's the best. Ba like, you get the best bang for your buck. Have you felt that that's improved your life or physicality in other ways that you hadn't predicted? Um. Wait, sorry. Say the question again. Have you felt that these very um, unique exercises or maybe less not as popular among the masses uh gymnastic strength training and and uh mobility type stuff has that impacted your f um fitness level and strength in other ways that you hadn't really envisioned mm -hmm. um i think um like with with the with gymnastic strength training you're you're remodeling your connective tissue you're it's a means of strengthening your tendons and your joints to protect you from from injury right like um as a kid we can we can do so many different kind of movements that we kind of lose when we're older so like it's a way to help you reclaim like your basic and natural motor function so it's helped my joints with running <laughs> yeah uh yeah like the first thing that pops in my head is running like before it sucked like, 
and now I can kind of endure it. But my my calves are still really freaking tight. Um, I think that's from having uh, that's from a history of like really weak ankles. Oh, I guess we'll we'll try to start to move on to some of the other aspects of of healthy living on the road. But I guess so overall fitness summary. A lot of calisthenic type stuff can work on a lot of flexibility and mobility. Yeah. That it's actually probably honestly a good opportunity to because when you have access to a gym and stuff, you might overlook that. You know, at, at least I think I would. Yeah, I think you just if you're opened up to it, then you like you have such a like huge database of like <laughs> exercises you could do, and then now you have like weights you can apply with it. So like you're not just holed up in one single like dimension. Like you're multi-dimensional in uh, your your workout regimen now. It's pretty insane. Okay. It's cool. Like um, now with with uh, like doing other kind of sports or um, like like martial arts. Like I implement Muay Thai or like Tai Chi into my workouts too. So like you just keep adding things, keep adding things, and it just really get your own kind of um, concoction of, <laughs> of exercises that work out for you. Yeah, yeah. Unlocks a lot of new possibilities, mm-hmm, you yeah. feel like? Okay. Um, there's another cool thing called MoveNat. MoveNat? Yeah. Um, it's this philosophy this guy came up with, like, we should all be able to do basic movements, like balancing, running, crawling, jumping, climbing, traversing which is like horizontal climbing, uh, lifting, throwing, catching, and carrying. So like that, that, that falls right into like the whole calisthenics and gymnastics kind of deal. Like you just want to be functional. You want to be, be able to do basic movements. Yeah. Yeah. Movement. Okay. So is, is that whole thing just, is that, like a program that focuses on those areas or what what's move nat is that just a philosophy so m o v n a t i think that's like the name of the company okay now um if you google it yeah yeah move nat llc ah okay They're like workshops and everything got There's it. a book out got it watch the the video on youtube you're like damn that's cool <laughs> we'll link that too i want to be able to do that like the dude's he's just like you know crawling under trees and like doing a muscle up on a tree branch and like jumping from like rock to rock and like it just seems like pure strength and agility yeah like um think of it like parkour <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like crossfit maybe or crossfit but in but, like natural settings. Okay. Think of it like that. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll get on. So is, that's definitely opened up my mind to some possibilities to do. I've just started now trying to really get back into a good routine. So that's nice to uh, have a little bit more direction or areas to look into. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right. So definitely want to talk about a little bit of eating and some, some food stuff on the road as well as get into the mental and sleep type stuff, or uh, maybe some spiritual like meditation. Um, what do you want to go into next? 
nutrition sounds good. Nutrition? Okay. Okay, okay. So traveling and eating is always tough because you're going to a new place. Usually it's a place that has a unique food or something that they're maybe well known for. Yeah. A lot. You're eating out a good amount uh, and it's hard to... When you go to these restaurants that are famous for some crazy food, usually usually that's not the healthiest food. Uh, so how do you deal with these cravings? How do you still get a good taste of the culture's food and but still eat healthy or cook yourself? Or I guess what's your daily food outlook look like? It's so hard to say because, like, I, I, I go to 7-Eleven and I buy a freaking ice cream cone <laughs> and yeah it doesn't fit into my overall like uh health scheme or um what i typically do for nutrition but like maybe that's one thing i could stop doing like it, yeah go go do the staples or like the um you know, the restaurants that are you know you want to go to but like cut out the, the, the stuff are completely unnecessary so like the little snacks at 7-Eleven or Fat Mart or, like, the little pastry buns that you know you can do without, but <laughs> you just cave in every time. Um, yeah, nutrition and travel is so difficult. Um, just here, like, I was lucky to get, to get like, a bunch of Gucci groceries, <laughs> I call them, because, like, I got... I got some cacao powder and some MCT oil, some coconut oil, some. What else did I get? Chia seeds. Like this is a, this is a, I got when I came in from. I don't even know where. Like the package came in. I was like a kid in, on Christmas. Like oh my god, it's fucking here! <laughs> I ran upstairs and like tore it open. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what are the MCT oil? coconut oil what are these oils what are they good for i guess i'd like um, i don't know anything about them why were you so excited to get these and I, you had to get them specially shipped from the town next like a few miles away like why did you do why did you want these so badly it's because it helps um fat is good f for regulating like your your blood sugar because like essentially once you burn out all your glucose you have <laughs> You're, you're running off of fat. So we're going to ketosis now. So ketosis is like a fat, fat burning state where um, you use ketone bodies to feel, feel your, feel, feel your body. Uh, so the analogy is like throwing a log onto a fire, whereas like sugar or glucose is kindling. So like it's a lot more stable. Like ketone bodies are a lot more stable, uh, like slow burning, and like you're not going to suffer from a bunch of insulin spikes. Uh, what what exactly is insulin though? Um, it's best known for helping us transport carbs uh, in the form of glucose from food into our cells. So like insulin, it, it circulates in your bloodstream where it like pick, picks up glucose, moves it throughout your body, and then can be used as fuel. Extra glucose 
that cells don't need is stored in the liver as glycogen and deposit in fat cells. So, I mean, if you start eating a ton of sugar, you're, you're using that insulin, vesseling all those, all that glucose, but now once your cells take it in, like it, it has nowhere to put it, so it just stores it as fat. Um, what, what happens when you go to ketosis is you're no longer running off sugar. You, you don't get these massive insulin spikes that, you know, uh, fuck. That you get like off of other types of energy sources or. Yeah. Like, um, so you, uh, like, like sugar is very inefficient, right? Uh, is it in a source of energy? It is a source of energy because you constantly need to keep eating. you like, in order to, you know, feel yourself. But um, with with fats, like you you can go a lot longer with a lot less because like it's so it's so dense in calories. Like a tablespoon of MCT oil is like 130 cows. Imagine taking 10 of those. <laughs> you already got like almost half your um, your daily. daily Intake. intake for yeah. calories right so is it good fat i mean i know there's kind of this there's this difference of yeah there's good fat and there's bad fat so are these oils just a really good source of like pure good fat or what makes them yeah um so like coconut oil like avocado oils like all these they're saturated fats that um they're high in like omega-3s possibly um yeah, like, uh, I feel like I'm unqualified to talk about this, <laughs> but I practice ketosis, and essentially you want to be just intaking a lot of freaking fat. So we're talking about, like, 75% plus calories from fat. So let's say you take 3,000 cals a day. What is that? in like 75 percent of that 3,000 times 0.75 fuck so like almost 2300 calories are just from fat so you can get that from from a lot of like avocados or or nuts and seeds and uh, like coconut oil or even like animal fats but you essentially you want to be reducing your carbs then like that's that's what's gonna give you like these big insulin spikes i mean any time like if you intake anything any calories you get an insulin spike but it's not that's a massive peak yeah right and um the more insulin spikes you you cause you your cells become less sensitive to them so it's actually becoming resistant to uh insulin and now it's less effective and this is this is what's called like metabolic syndrome and that's like a precursor to diabetes yeah so um it's it's good for regulating your blood sugar uh it's good for mental clarity i have noticed when when i'm doing ketosis i'm a lot sharper like a lot more focused um it's so when you say doing ketosis, does that mean 75% of your diet is this, these good fats? 
that's what you mean by doing ketosis or yeah, like a ketogenic diet. Sorry, ketogenic diet. When I'm in okay. ketosis, sorry. Um, so ketosis is a state. It's a of state. Your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking like a fish right now. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's it goes hand in hand with fasting because when you fast, you you burn out all your glucose, right? You're you're starving. Your body is fasting. <laughs> <has> yeah, nothing <laughs> in it. So you're you're naturally in a mild state of ketosis when you wake up in the morning so that's when you go to sleep eight hours you're you're already eight hours fasted so being if you if you do like a 24-hour fast you you're now in a further state of ketosis and then like when you break it when you break your fast it's it you can go right you can extend that ketosis by just intaking fat because because you just take like 80% of your calories, boom, you got, you're, you're, you're already set for, um, a ketogenic diet. Okay. So yeah. what is, sorry, I'm, I think I'm having hard understanding. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a good job <laughs> describing it. So the, so being in ketosis is essentially a state of how you're burning energy mm. or using energy and calories in your body. Is that correct? Yeah. You switch from, from sugar to fats. Okay. So these these fatty acids, um, I think they, they break down and then create ketone bodies. And then these ketone bodies are what fuels uh, fuels, the re- fuels you instead of sugar. Okay. Yeah. So it's a better way to... It's more efficient. More efficient to get energy and use energy mm-hmm. based on what you eat okay uh I, is this is this like a new idea or concept of uh, diet no um the like doctors have been actually treating children with epilepsy and seizures with on um, ketogenic diets so it 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 does have like an effect on the brain what that effect is, I don't know, but like <laughs> they, they clearly um, have had success in treating epilepsy with it. So there, there is merit to looking at it as, um, as a diet to try out at, at the least. Is epilepsy a condition brought on by diet? I thought that was a, like neuro- neurological. Yeah, and what was cool is um, being in ketosis, it's it's supposed to uh, boost like your your brain function. Oh, really? So maybe maybe that's what's going on there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So have you since when your days on you're doing that? Do you like switch off? Do you try to be on a ketogenic diet pretty often, or is that like always? You try to be on that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And how, no. yeah, how do you, I mean, um, can you even do that while you can't, traveling? You can't go halfway. It's, it's like you're either on or you're off. Because then as soon as you kind of break away from that whole, like, diet, you're, you're, your body's just flooded with all, like, all that glucose again, and you're, you're back to square one. And uh, it's, 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 you can get back into it a lot easier. But, I mean, I... I tr- I got back into it last week or even a few days ago 
and you hit that wall like when you first go into ketosis it sucks like you you you're so damn tired like, the first time <laughs> i took like four naps four like hour hour and a half naps in the same day it was fucked up uh and then the same thing happened to me a few days ago when i was trying to get back into it like i've i've been i've been off it for a while um i don't actually practice it all that much anymore uh i practice intermittent fasting okay so what's that mean so i mean you set you have a set amount of hours where you eat so it's your eating window so let's say you eat for eight hours that means you fast for 16. so that means like you you break your fast at nine in the morning that means you finish eating at five and then for the rest of the day you know you go into the evening you go to bed you're also fasting while you're sleeping right and then you come back wake up in the morning have a coffee at nine in the morning or something right and so what is that why do you intermittent fast um, why do you do this to to get into ketosis or it's it's also like there's also a lot of health benefits to it for one it's it all it helps with burning fat same same as ketosis uh burning fat uh but like for those with like weight issues like it's it's good right off the bat to intermittently fast because you'll lose weight just by by intaking less calories but then your body also you know doesn't it's not going to go through so many insulin spikes as well right because now that your frequency of eating it's like your window has, has gone from 12 hours of eating to eight hours you're already taking four hours out so you're you have less frequency of um insulin spikes so you're you're already like um shit <laughs> i'm sorry uh, just... it'll come back yeah <laughs> okay um so i mean when you're if you're like going out to eat are you looking for certain types of foods are you trying to avoid certain types of foods or just in general not for maybe these specific type things but you know what what type of foods are you looking for and what are you definitely trying to avoid uh lots of veggies veggies are good veggies are king because like they're nutrient dense um, and you can never go wrong with, with veggies, right? Uh, you got, like, you're going to get your dietary fibers, which are good for feeding your, um, gut flora. And, um, like, you're, you're getting a whole bunch of micronutrients that you're, you're not going to get from eating, uh, like a bunch of meat or a bunch of, um, fruits. Like you'll you'll definitely get different kinds, but like you'll I think you you'll get a broader spectrum from eating veggies. So you can never go wrong eating veggies, and then you kind of want to treat fruits as desserts, and then that means the freaking pineapple buns and the, <laughs> the bubble teas are like <laughs> taboo. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you really need to be restrain yourself in those little snacks and sweets. You know what like so what's is it just like moderation because to completely eliminate those you really gotta you know for the average person we're not competing for some insane 
physical feat or you know you, you can have these little snacks every once in a while especially like ice cream or or is it just you should just completely eliminate them you know yeah um well not completely eliminate them but i think for me it's like all in the timing like if i if i do fall off the bandwagon or off the wagon or whatever the term is <laughs> um i'll just fast because fasting is it's a good way of resetting everything and then you can just start with a clean slate uh and then go from there like maybe set aside a few days like two or three days to maybe two days even like the weekend just indulge binge whatever you want <laughs> and then just know that later on you're gonna be back to your um your routine and then for those few days you're like you'll just be very um strict disciplined yeah. disciplined yeah that's a better word and then as you go about you'll be more cognizant of your choices so even when you have your binge day you may not even eat that much because you're like I, I don't even want to eat like so much cake or whatever you, you may actually just like reduce because you, you, you don't you, you just want to eat better yeah do you feel like on days where you are maybe not just days but days or periods of time like a week or something where you're eating pretty well and being pretty strict with yourself on the types of foods and, and not overindulging with some sweets and stuff, do you feel significantly different and uh, better overall than on weeks where you're maybe not doing as well? Yeah. Um, like, even, uh, even like, like, maybe two days of just eating right, eating, eating good, eating healthy, like, you feel the difference. Like, it's, it's immediate. <laughs> maybe not immediate, but, like, uh like you feel it there's a very quick like turnover rate or return roi <laughs> return on investment yeah to man like it's 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 really actually key um the like the most important thing really is just to be very cognizant of your your choices and then and then just be disciplined on your um your 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 plan or your uh your routine is there anything else on food that you want to highlight uh yeah but i'm gonna do a terrible job i'm gonna like <laughs> butcher it again um i f feel like i should uh say save more on ketosis but so it really sucked there. <laughs> what would be a good uh, place to find some more on ketosis then, if you um, don't feel like you can explain it well? <laughs> yeah, I, I did a really shitty job, guys. Um, <laughs> I think the like the undisputed uh, leading freaking voice on ketosis is Dominic D'Agostino. Okay. Yeah, maybe you can search him up or put that in the I'll show find, notes. Yeah, I'll find something to put yeah. in the show notes on ketosis. But also, um, 
one really one other like good influencer on nutrition and just like health like this kind of stuff is Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She has a good podcast called Found My Fitness. And like she's she's a ninja. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to look up or to learn about like um, fasting, a little bit on ketosis, but a lot of sauna too. Sauna. Sauna. There's a lot of health benefits from sauna as well. Okay. That I, I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, know. you can't really. Uh, I can't utilize, articulate it. Utilize yeah. that uh, feature on traveling, can you? Yeah. Not well, many places around the world have saunas, do they? Unless you just go to a country that feels like a sauna. <laughs> yeah. It's not even hot enough. Yeah, true. Okay. All right, well, we'll get into uh, some of the other aspects then. All right, but so let's get into... Uh, let's talk about your Tai Chi. What okay. What is Tai Chi? What is... Yeah, just what is Tai Chi? That's... You know, I don't even know what Tai Chi is, to be honest. Like, oh, like what you think about it is, like, these, these old people in the park doing these, like, slow, weird movements. You think it's lame. It Maybe it is, but I really enjoy it. Like, um, there's, there's, a, it's, there's good meditation in just slowing down. Like, slowing down the movements, slowing down your life. Like, when you're doing them... You don't, you really just like can't think about anything else. And I guess it goes for like anything, like any other sport or any other exercise. But like there's something about it when I do this compared to anything else, any other like exercise or thing I've tried out. Like this is really sat with me as like a moving meditation. So it's different forms and slow moving exercises with your body or yeah it's about like adopting the right postures and forms and then kind of just building a base off that and all these movements you kind of just oh man like i don't even know how to describe it <sighs> like i did it just for the stillness and the calm it brought me not not for the health aspect or like the the um fitness aspects like i can i can get fitness from from a lot of other things but like this this was me purely just for like like calming calming myself down stilling the mind yeah also learned about it from from josh waiskin <laughs> oh yeah the, the art, art of learning. learning yeah he made it sound so cool in the yeah book. yeah so but is, it is pretty yeah, cool so it's do you do any sort of formal meditation like sitting cross-legged or is this your kind of meditation and it's it's moving though um well it is moving but yeah is that i i found out i found i realized more and more that like you can find meditation in anything it doesn't have to be sitting down cross-legged doing like the so hum the the all the what you kind think of, of when you think of meditation yeah <laughs> uh, but I did I did that as a start when I first got into it uh, and I use it as a way to fall asleep because oh man it was good I'd, I'd be out 
like that. I would I'd be sitting on the floor and I'd pass out. Like like this. <laughs> and I'm cross legged and I'm just like collapsed Lean over. Forward. Just leaning forward. Uh, like drooling. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and I crawl into bed and pass out. <laughs> so that was good. And then I kinda just like found other ways to find meditation, just so meditation is just like kinda breathing. Um, like returning to your breath and that's always the best way to meditate like you're always when you return to your breath you're present so you're just very um, in the moment you can't think about anything else like if you if you count your breath like count to five on the inhale and then ten on the exhale like there's it's so hard to think about anything else uh, I practiced uh, Wim Hof method uh, for a while. I did his online course. It's like 12 weeks of, of um, breathing exercises and then cold exposure. He's known as the Iceman who's done like a whole bunch of these, uh, these um, like cold exposure feats that he set like 20 world record or like sitting in like ice water like yeah. in the arctic that should kill you yeah yeah he ran like a half marathon in the arctic circle like just his uh, wasn't he barefoot barefoot and just his shorts or something <laughs> so like yeah i i i like so intrigued with wim hof because like he's an outlier like that dude is superhuman what, what is he doing <laughs> i want to know yeah 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 so that was that's also um became a sort of meditation it was hard to do because like you when you breathe it's super loud and like annoying (laughs) someone's passing by and like what are you doing (laughs) right yeah i kind of stopped it um yeah and then i would go like back home in vancouver that we're right by the by english bay it gets freaking cold (laughs) so i could hop in there for like 10 minutes and I'd do the whole breathing exercise on the beach and hop in the water and that'd be also a meditation but also another form of like um, exercise getting cold <laughs> yeah and, um, like cold showers could be a meditation as well you know like you do a five minute cold shower the only thing you can really think about is this is cold <laughs> <laughs> how much it sucks <laughs> yeah and then you'll you'll focus on your breath and relaxing like that that's one real neat thing like like when the cold hits you you just your first instinct isn't to you know like shudder like close up and then shiver and um freeze your first reaction is just kind of like relax your body don't tense up um like listening to music oh god this is lame, but I listen to like video game music. <laughs> so like like a, like the Skyrim OST and like Final Fantasy OST. So that'd be like my meditation. I'd just like run that or like uh, like a few set songs uh, and just kind of like go around, walk in a park or something. Like that's a meditation. So in, is in it itself? So is that a meditation in the way that you're just totally focused on one thing that's going on right now, or like what what determines this is meditation compared to this isn't um i think when yeah when you're just 
focused on that singular thing you're you're doing that singular activity he's like what really kills us is our thoughts right we're in our heads all the time thinking like right now I'm thinking I sound like a fucking idiot <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast um or when you're when you're going about your day and you're like you're just you're just like thinking in the past like that's where a lot of our like suffering comes from like shit that's either happened or has never happened so it doesn't exist the only thing that really exists is right now and i think as soon as you come back to that and you have that realization you're meditating right 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 there right on right from the get-go so it's a total awareness of the present Mm -hmm. trying to totally live right now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like um you're if you're thinking about things that you wish you did or that that are bothering you that are coming up from the past you're like you're you're uh you're unnecessarily like suffering suffering yeah there's no reason to what are we talking about (laughs) just meditation yeah yeah how there's different forms of it i guess and um arnie oh fuck I remember this one from Arnie. Like, like his meditation, he said, was like when he's in the gym. He said, when he's doing the bicep curl, he's like totally focused on the curl. Like his mind is in his bicep. Like how, like the movement of the count, uh, like on the uh, on the positive and then on the negative, and on his breathing. Like that for him is is a meditation. Yeah. So, what are some good ways to? bring your mind to right now you know whether it's doing a workout or listening to music or you know what are some ways that you make sure you bring your mind back to right now instead of if you catch yourself suddenly oh tomorrow i'm gonna go on this hike and then i'll remember that one time i went on that hike with that person and blah 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 and you just go down that path how do you bring yourself back to oh wait i'm not focused on that just doing that just Just thinking about that just no just realizing like wait my head, I'm, my head is not here. And then you're back in the present. So are, are you just constantly trying to consciously think about that? or Yeah, your mind will drift. Now then, that you've developed it a little bit more, you're able to catch yourself? Or I guess how... Because for the average person, if they've never done any meditation, you know, we probably aren't going to be able to just think, oh, I'm not thinking about right now. So is it just you just have to start practicing a little bit and then... Yeah, um, just, like, the simplest thing is, like, catch yourself, like, am I, like, did I just think about something in the past or am I thinking about something in the future? Then you're not in the now, (laughs) right? Okay, so I think that's a good place to ask about. Um, in, In the last podcast, you talked about how the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yeah, yeah kind of had a pretty big impact on you yeah um Um, yeah can you just explain a little bit more of that yeah uh fuck um one of the biggest ones is like surrendering so like surrendering to now right surrendering like and accepting what what is happening and knowing that you can't like anything you think of like doesn't change it so, I mean, like, if I'm thinking about yesterday and, like, that I wish I did this, 
nothing's going to change that, <laughs> right? Um, s- surrendering your, your identities. Oh, that's a big one. Jeez. Goddamn. I think that's like the biggest takeaway actually from, from me. Um, like your identity that you create for yourself is, is not truly who you are. Like for me, I loved saying I was an athlete because I always played sports and then that suddenly came crashing down like in my last year of football. Like as soon as it ended, you know, we um, lost the first round of the playoffs and like it was over. There's no chance of like a championship ring or whatever. And uh, like I was so broken. So like didn't know what to do. Like had an identity crisis because like I was an athlete. And I didn't, like, for two weeks, I was just, I guess, depressed just from that. And then also, as soon as you realize, like, you you are not an athlete, you are not a fighter, you're not a soldier, you're not a poker player, you're not all, any of these. Like, this, this you created for yourself. This is, like, your mind cry, trying to put you in a box. When you're really like connected to the whole world, this is this is this is the freaking woo woo shit I was talking about. <laughs> like you're really connected to the whole world. Like feel a connection with with like with a with a frog or something, or like those those stray dogs. You see, I mean they're freaking when they bark at you. I'm like I get. I, I was saying last time I was scared of them, man. but like I feel them. I'm like yeah, I know. I, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, and then also being able to connect with people. Um, something I've been learning and like getting better at as times passed. Like before, I I hated people. Not gonna lie. Like fucking yeah, I, I wouldn't talk to people, man. Like um, like in Philippines. Like, I went to a hostel. I went to a hostel, right, to where there's, like, you go there to meet people. I was the fucking person that was, like, hide away. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I come here? I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, and then, like, I think as soon as you break out of these identities, you kind of realize who, who you are or, like, who you're not. And it's it's freeing. It's like you realize there's, there's like you're you're infinite. Yeah, it's it's a cool feeling. <laughs> you don't have to categorize yourself as one thing. Yeah, one person. Yeah. Is that uh, only because we talked about this too in the other one, and we're both read it recently? Um, is it similar to or have similar themes with ego is the enemy kind of how we build up this idea of self you know oh i'm this person who does this and i've done all this and i'm awesome and you feel like you have to live up to that and is it kind of trying to break away from that and or is that are they two pretty different ideas i think they're they're, they go hand in hand or maybe they're even the same uh because yeah like i connected with that too i was like yeah i i see it when I when I um, play poker, 
Uh, we're talking about poker again. Goddamn. <laughs> um, yeah, because I—I'm not gonna lie. Like I've—I play a pretty good game, but I'm a mega fish because of like there. I somehow sabotage myself every time I win. Like I won a tournament, and then the next day I immediately lost it. Like don't know how. Like. I told my brother, he's like, how the fuck is that possible? You lost, you, you won your first tournament ever, and then you torched your entire role. And uh, there's, like, there's probably, like, some weird, like, mental block going on that's that caused me to constantly sabotage myself. And, like, I, I have to get out of the game because of it, because it's such... There's so much ego involved because I th- it's that whole concept of feeling invincible. So like when I play poker, I think I'm invincible. I can't lose. So then I try, I, I try to make uh, like make the biggest plays and try to make the sickest call downs. <laughs> and like y- you do the math behind it, and you're like, this is this is like oh like one percent chance this is actually true <laughs> um, but then for me like I see it as hell no I'm I'm better than everyone else so I'm just, I'm just, I can do it I'll be the one percent yeah I'll be the one percent yeah I'll be the outlier yeah you can't you can't force it so yeah that's a good quote I like um, from Bruce Lee where he says be water like you have to be you have to be fluid, you have to be adaptable, you have to be, you know, you have to be nothing, but also be nothing and something at the same time, right? Like, you put water into a cup, it is the cup. You put water into a bowl, it is the bowl. But it's it's all, it's like the weakest thing, but it's also the strongest thing. Um, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's the reason why I love Bruce Lee. That's right. That's why I love Mike Tyson, uh, Muhammad Ali. It's not not. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why I actually love them. Uh, not because of their physical feats, but because of like who they showed they were after their accomplishments. So like the man behind them, like the champion, or, like the human behind the champion. Yeah, not just not just them. Um, what about my heroes? M- meaning, like, what do you mean that like, they showed themselves? Like, their, their so like, training or their no, no, no. Their so humanity like Mike, side, their humanity. Like, like Mike Tyson, like, like vicious, like monster. But then, like at the end of his career, he, like he was being interviewed, he's like, I don't love this no more. I hate fighting. He's he's, he's known as a fighter. He's like, he like already shed his identity at the end of his career, and then, like. You see him now, he's, like, incredibly uh, open and, like, vulnerable, I guess. And same with Muhammad Ali. He said uh, it wasn't until after his boxing career that his, like, life purpose began as a humanitarian and everything. Uh, same with, with, with Bruce Lee. Like, I really respected him after I read his book, Artists, Artists of Life and like his philosophy behind martial arts like it's the expressing for him martial arts is 
expressing the truest form of him right so like you think of a dancer or like an artist or like a singer or whatever like their passion is yeah, passion is bullshit right <laughs> somebody <laughs> goes at me uh their passion is is what enables them to uh express their truest form or like their truest self Jacqueline Lane I mean I just love the man <laughs> he he inspired he inspired so many people to get up off the couch and you know be healthy inspired me and then also mother hero like is he has a, he has a podcast as well called the school of greatness lewis house so like that dude um he was he was an athlete uh all-american college athlete and then played arena football <laughs> yeah and then broke his wrist and then went through all this uh um this, this trouble and then he built up a business and a podcast and everything but like the what i really loved about him was like when he brought out his uh like his like showed his like vulnerable side that was like that's when i like fell in love with the podcast yeah, you know, you know, um, when I woke up at three in the morning for that webinar, yeah, it was to watch him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it is cool to kind of a little bit off topic, I guess, but I think one of the coolest parts of maybe not social media, but some of these books out today and, and resources available on people is a lot of them are really showing they're not hiding who they are, you know, or they're not, like, trying to sugarcoat. Like, oh, yeah, I was this macho fighter the whole time. That's still me. I'm great. You know, they, they showed their vulnerable They showed their vulnerable sides. Like and their humanity. Their humanity, yeah, and it makes it suddenly you're looking at this person who you think of as a god for so long, and then it suddenly puts them in such a new light yeah. that is human you know it's shows that oh yeah they got to be this godlike person through a lot of struggle a lot of sacrifice and dedication and just to their whatever their craft was you know whether that's fighting or dancing or swimming just a true love for mastering that and and the things that yeah they had to do to get that Mm -hmm. or and then the the struggles oh yeah yeah. yeah, you don't see any of that. So it's cool to have a light shed on that because it makes it almost that, yeah, it is possible for anyone if you're willing to put in the time and the hard work and the dedication and and be resilient. You know, any of those people who you see on stage or in performing, they didn't get there without a lot of setbacks, but their willingness to just keep going and focus on okay i did this wrong i need to improve and move on yeah. it's incredible inspiring too yeah. for anything whether you whether you want to get more fit or do better in your job or start a company or whatever it's it's not easy if you really want it to be great there's no shortcuts it's nuts how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Talking about I some we're great talking about people. Fitness and yeah, we were uh, nutrition. Well, we got. Oh, uh, it's probably because I ruined it with like my stupid uh, 
our our uh, description of ketosis. <laughs> no, no, no. Is uh, well, we got into the sort of the oh, spiritual and mental. Yeah, 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 I mean that's the. I think the coolest part of my young experience with meditation and and doing the Buddhist talks in Thailand, or how, and how they explained it. You know, we focus so much on physical health and eating and things like that and that is a huge focus uh, but now is a, definitely a big shift in mindsets of people that we need to start paying attention to mental and spiritual health whatever you classify that as whether that's religion or I don't know you know some sort of higher calling or higher being that you can kind of not bow down to I'm explaining this badly um but you know, there's yeah, know the, the different aspects of health in your life. It's not just physical. It's not just what you're eating. It is, you know, mental and and spiritual as well. So to hear that, you know, and like yeah, focusing on that sort of aspect too is going to improve everything else. You know, it's all connected. If you want to be a great athlete, you need to have an incredible mental aspect to your game as well. Like. Um, thinking I think this was actually an example from Art of Learning as well Reggie Miller you know who someone starts taunting him and he suddenly uses that as oh yeah you know, when Spike Lee's taunting him yeah. and he takes that and just he just goes I want to fuck like just use it as fuel and the mentality to to take whatever comes your way no matter what it is and just totally use it to your advantage and it's nuts I don't know but yeah, so focus on, it's just back to that balance of implementing sp uh, physical fitness, doing some sort of physical exercise, focusing on eating, putting the right things in your body, focusing on consuming not just food, but information and, and what you're putting into your mind, mm -hmm. and then how does it all work together you know what how do you balance it out every day to make sure it's always improving and body mind and soul too. Yeah. yeah body mind and soul. soul so yeah that's where we're at yeah. um, somehow went down the rabbit hole again yeah. guys no but yeah I think that's um, been one of the biggest shifts in my outlook recently or in the last year mm -hmm. I mean all your from from day one you know getting to school there is that physical focus you know you got PE or physical education and you know you're taking some health classes and stuff but there really never is a mental aspect to it you know yeah so starting to pay attention to that more and try to practice it I think has been really cool to see the results from and how it's impacted the other things maybe you can attest to that too i don't know with tai chi or or this other yeah um like just like with tai chi uh it it seems like like the like the the weakest the the the, the worst form of exercise you could get and really you're not going to get 
strong from it, honestly. But I I hurt my back again <laughs> uh, last summer, and I did a week of Tai Chi, and I actually fixed my back. So, uh, and my my um my my goal to do Tai Chi was to you know f for my my mental well being, and then I somehow you know fixed my back. I don't know if that relates to what you were saying. Yeah, you. I mean, you went to. I went there for the. Um, the mental aspect, yeah. and it fixed the body. Yeah, they're connected, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. So, um, is there anything else you wanna you wanna touch on that we didn't cover, or anything any uh, important you think saying? Probably, but I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> He's gassed. I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just uh, whether you're traveling or at home, make it a priority. Yeah. Find the balance. Find what you like to do. It's got to be enjoyable. Well, at least to some extent. Yeah, I guess maybe um, like you are number one. So I mean, it's not just you know your your fitness that's the main priority or your your nutrition that's the main priority or like your your mental game that's the main priority or your your spirituality it's like it's all of it like you all that makes up you like that's that should be your main priority so i mean traveling is is existential for me it's like it's spiritual so that's part of my priority too and that and travel and then fitness and nutrition and so. find ways to do each of them every day yeah exactly yeah I think that's a good place to wrap up a bit yeah okay yeah any other any other final words to the listeners out there if you're still with us thank you yeah <laughs> if you made it through the <laughs> yeah we're doing the uh the cap on cup yeah right now. thank you thank you <laughs> Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you said it well. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on all those areas. Sweet. Um. Well, f you only have Facebook, right? If people want to reach out, ask any other questions. Oh yeah, like um, I'm a hermit. Uh, <laughs> I yeah I. I don't have Instagram or anything. You you, you can't get hold of me. If you if <laughs> you, you do, just ask Lee. <laughs> send yeah, send a email to lee.t at edgeofcomfort.com if you have any other questions or follow-ups or maybe want to correct us on anything if you know more because we are definitely not experts in any of this. Yeah, like, like let's preface this whole thing. Like <laughs> like you gotta do your intro. Yeah, with, I'll, like, I'll include it Philip's in the intro. fucking stupid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 preface it with that. Our thoughts based on our experience. But no, you're knowledgeable yeah. on a good amount of that stuff. Yeah, I, I just found it so hard to articulate on this. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Well, yeah. Hopefully we'll be okay with it. Um, but yeah, lee.t at edgeofcomfort.com. Uh, go to edgeofcomfort.com uh, for full show notes and links for some of the stuff we referenced that might you just, if you're listening to, and <laughs> it might no not even idea. get up there. There's yeah. so many. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Stick around for the question of the episode. And until next time.
Hey everyone, Lee here again real quick with the question of the episode, which is, do you bring any exercise equipment with you in your bags? If so, what are they? Head to edgeofcomfort.com forward slash EOCP13, that's the number 1313, and leave your answer in the comment section at the bottom of the blog post. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to reading your answers. Until next time.